When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, welcome Cincinnati Bengals fans. A couple days late, but not a dollar short. We've got your roaring reactions. Monday Night Football kind of dampened the spirits of the of the crew here with Run It Through the Jungle. We've got my boy Justin Lacey and my guy Tim Lyons. And I'm your host, Brandon Harriet. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Uh, staying warm out there in uh, Pacific Northwest, Tim. Yeah, can't you tell? I got a, I got my, my stocking cap on. I got a vest on, a sweatshirt on. I'm cold, bro. It was like it was like 29 degrees the other day, but then yesterday it was like 59. Mother Nature can't make up her damn mind. Yeah, yeah, that's about normal. That's about normal. A uh, lot, lot of rain getting ready to come through here in Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, Steelers hosting Thursday night football. Um, uh, I want to take a nap. I don't want to watch them play the Patriots. I'll be honest. Going to be the most, that game is going to be the most awfulest game in the world. You got Mitch Trubisky, Bailey Zappi, no star power on the Patriots side of the ball. I mean, yeah, I, I would. I, I'm. I avoided last uh, Thursday not by accident, and then it ended up being the best Thursday night game of all time this year so far. I mean, the Cowboys and the Seahawks they just went at it. So yeah. But unfortunately, it's not going to be like that this Thursday. So, yeah, I would go to sleep, too. But in terms of here in Cincy, man, weather's changing. Yeah, it's obviously cold. Um, Like Tim said, we're supposed to get some unseasonably warmer weather these next couple of days. But the rain's going to pour right on in. And, you know, we got a home game coming up against the Colts. So we'll we'll see how the weather shakes out here. But it's it's buzzing right now here in the city, man. Hey, man. I do owe you guys a, a heartfelt thank you uh, for holding it down last week on running through the jungle. Uh, I had some last minute uh, things pop up with work, end up working late. When I say working late, man, I was out eating some really good food. Um, but you guys held it down for me and prevented me from putting my foot in my mouth. Because there was no damn way I was going to pick the Bengals to win this game on Monday night football in Duval County. Amen. But here we go, man. Here it is. We, we, we had some good things to talk about hype win. I think it, uh, you know, get back to 500. There's a, a lot of good things. Um, I'm still looking at, like I said, as expectations are, are still, I'm not letting myself fall in love with Jake Browning yet. I'm still heartbroken over Joe. So I'm not ready for love yet. But I'm watching. I'm watching Jake. So we'll see what happens. You got to prove it to me a little bit longer, you know. Got to stay consistent, stay steady. But, but uh, you know, we ran the ball 28 times by running backs, 30, 31 times total. 
But Jake Browning, 32 of 37, 354 yards. Holy. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Who picked him up in fantasy football and played him last week? Started someone. Anybody out there? Anybody? Hell no, man. Justin, I know you and uh, Chase cut it up yesterday, but tell me what you thought about the game, my guy. One hell of a game, man. Um, it was a very surprising winning game. But let me just tell you something about Jake Browning. Tim, you know, when we did the show last week. Who did I pick? And I know I'm going to be a little bit of a spoiler here, but did I not predict Jake Browning to be my surprise offensive game ball recipient? Your head is growing bigger and bigger as you sit there. It, as it should, because I just had a funny feeling, man, that he was going to have a nice bounce back performance. Now, I didn't expect that performance on Monday night. I didn't. Um, and I'm also not going to sit here and say that I, I foresaw the Bengals winning on Monday night because we all did not give us a shot. But overall, man, you, you, you're you just glad to see it. You know, Jake Browning, for all the criticism that the fan base has given the organization about not going for a well-known backup quarterback, he went and brought in Trevor Simeon during the training camp. He looked like complete dog shit. Um, you had to move on from him pretty quickly. You see what he's even trying to do with the New York Jets, and it's not – it's not pretty at all. But Jake Brown had really earned that number two job immediately after moving on from Brandon Allen. Jake Brown had worked himself off when he worked himself to that number two spot naturally through natural progressions. But a lot of that didn't really resonate with the fan base because he wasn't a big known name. Like, you know, let's say, let's say a Gardner Minshew who we got coming up this week. Um, other backup quarterbacks that have a really big, well-known uh, cachet to their name. Jake Browning wasn't any of that. Well, after this Monday night performance that he just showed, his name is going to start being on a lot of people's radar, too, that if you need a bridge guy at quarterback going into next year, especially if you're a quarterback needy team, you want to give Cincinnati a call or try to see, hey, Jake, how, how you like to have a few meals? You know, so that way you can play quarterback for our team for the time being. But I'm just very happy and very enthused of what I saw from him on Monday night. But yes, in totality of the offense, it was just great to see the coaching staff finally rally around their quarterback, their in their backup quarterback to help protect him with a much more solid and structured game plan. We ran the ball. We finally ran the ball and did not bail away from it. It's not like we weren't a great running team. Like we just couldn't run through between the tackles or run between the holes and stuff. Joe Mixon has always shown you he had that talent. Helmet, and it was great to finally see Chase Brown getting some action, man. We've been waiting all year for this. And it's like, huh, why now? Why, why wait until now? But it is what it is now. I'm just happy to finally see that the big dogs kind of put it on their shoulders. Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, T. Higgins made a few big catches in his return from injury. Tyler Boyd, I know people want to criticize the trick play and whatnot. I ain't even going to talk about that, to be honest. I don't care. It, it happened. It's, it's stupid. Yes, it was a dumb play. But at the end of the day, we still won the game. And But I, overall, my assessment, I'm not going to talk about the defense right now because we'll get into that. 
But the overall assessment of how the team just sort of rallied around each other and played for each other was just remarkable to see. And that's what you wanted. We've we've wanted this kind of performance. And Jake Brown, he played like a how a backup quarterback stepping in for their starter and not missing to be should be playing. It sort of reminds me of like I I know I'm gonna throw a lot of fans for a loop here, but when Steve Young and Joe Montana got hurt, they had a guy named Steve Bono come in and play quarterback and it looked like he didn't even miss a beat and yet the 49ers still put up a ton of offense or if you go back to 1998 when John Elway was missing for four games you had good old Bubby Brister I know that's a name that throw a lot of old heads to a blast from the past too he came in in place of John Elway that season and led a great QBR higher than John Elway's for those four games that he was absent. It sort of reminded me of those kind of things. Like, we've always wanted to see our backup quarterback perform to that standard. You know, we see it across the league with other teams, and we're just finally happy to see that, okay, we can finally breathe now. We got a guy at QB2. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little bit of a torch here before I pass it over to Tim, a little bit out of order of what I normally do, but here's the reason why. Because I'm going to segue into some stuff that I think Tim's going to talk about. We talked about you, you. You talked about the coaches a little bit, um, Justin. I I want to preface this by saying that there was not perfect. I do not understand some of the trick plays. I do not understand some of the timing for some of the calls. Was not perfect, but I have beat the drum all year that the Bengals winning formula. Is not 50-50, but you got to get closer to 60-40 pass run. 43% pa- uh, was uh, runs to running backs. 43% of the time we ran the ball with running backs. So what does that do? It stops them from running uh, uh, blitzes, to from running stunts, from uh, outside edge rushers getting up the field quickly. It prevents all that. So it just slows everything down just a tick. And then your offensive line has a better chance of blocking them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I cannot stress how much I think that, that it played into the fact it was a big deal. I also like some of the things uh, Zach Taylor did early. And I know there was some, and even me, I, you know, I got a little bit, jumped the gun a little bit early in the first possession or two. But I did like the the, the long-term plan with the screens, um, how they got the ball out of his hand, easy completion. Easy completion, easy completion. And then they started moving it farther down the field. And it seemed to build confidence uh, and, and a rhythm for Jake Browning that then you started seeing him and Jake Browning's recognition. And, and uh, listen, I called one-on-one coverage. I said, Oh God, they're one-on-one with chase and boom, lit him up. Like that's, that's the thing. You're running the ball. You're going to see single high shell. You, you got to run the ball to get to that point. You know what I mean? To not have quarters or, or two deep safeties. And, and, and that's what you got to do in order to get those things that you want to see, period, point blank. So the segue is to Tim. What do you have to say about it, Tim? We actually ran the damn ball on Sunday, or on Monday, I'm sorry, on Monday. It was so nice to see them running the damn ball. I was so excited. You know, 
like I've been preaching all year long, we need to run the ball. It's going to open up so much, just like Brandon said, it's going to open up so much more for us. Um, we got Chase Brown back and running the ball. He was he had 60-plus yards running. Mixon had 60-plus. We had over 100 yards rushing against 129 by running back. Yeah, over the over Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I want to say this, though. I picked Jacksonville to win on Monday Night Football. My score was 24 to 10. Only reason why was because I didn't know if we were going to get the Bengals were actually going to run the football or if they were going to throw every down and Mixon was only going to carry the ball for eight, you know, eight, eight, eight freaking carries. So, of course, my my skepticism is in there going, you know, what are we going to get? Are they going to actually change the game plan? Because if I remember Jacksonville, you know, was one of the top top pass uh rushers in 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 uh, nfl right now you know and we didn't know what we were going to get proven that they were running the football it opened up jake to have time in the pocket to make those reads he threw i think it was the eight different targets on sunday you know i'm in you know i'm not going to say i'm going to say this again jake is not joe jake is not joe shiesty he's not joe burrow Jake is Jake the Snake. He's his own man. He went out there. He played excellent ball, excellent reads. Yeah, Brandon's right about those, you know, stupid sweet plays that we were running or those screen plays we were running that were failing in the very beginning in the first quarter. But that offense actually looked like, I'm going to say probably the best offense that I've seen all year, even with Joe Burrow in there. Let's keep it going. Okay, let's, let's keep it a buck here. Just to double, just to add to everything that you just stated. The reason why nobody picked the Bengals is because this whole situation was set up for Jacksonville to basically have their crowning moment. They're on Monday Night Football at home. They got they're they're fighting for the number one seed. They would have had the number one seed had they would have came away with this game and they would have win. It was all set up for Jacksonville playing a backup quarterback. That let's just keep it a buck here. Jake Browning, we wasn't we wasn't really sold on what he could do. Sure, there was potential there off of a few drives against the Ravens and the Steelers, but nobody really knew what this kid was made of for real, unless you were a real true QB guru like Jordan Palmer when he showed up on the Rich Eisen Network and told us that, or like, what's his name, JT O'Sullivan from the QB school. Um, these guys study the game so critically that you, average Joe's like ourselves is we, we think we know, but we don't really understand. There was not a lot of eye-popping tape that Jake Browning showed. It showed that he had an average NFL arm. It wasn't really all that good. Um, he was good in the intermediate circles. But it wasn't really set up for the Bengals to pull off a massive upset, even though this is a, the NFL. It's every given Sunday. But the whole thing was truly set up for Jacksonville to have their true crowning moment that they're going to just not wipe the flow off of us. Um, they're at home, Monday night football. Battling for the number one seed, one of the best teams in the AFC, and also in the NFL, if you want to be honest. And I still don't think, I still don't doubt what I think of the Jags. I still think highly of that team. But they did also show that they're not there with the elites of the elites yet. Okay. Even with this loss, even if they would have won by a narrow victory over us, a field goal victory, let's say if they, the score would have been 34 to 31 Jags, Jacksonville hasn't proven anything yet. 
um, at that point for me. But this whole thing was set up for them, not us. And the fact of the matter is, what I why I don't even care about the the trick play again. I know we're going to go into it and all the other stuff because that's ebbs and flows of the game. I give so much credit, and we've been tearing them apart for the last week and a half. Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, and for me personally, Luana Rumo. I'm throwing them in in that 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 category too of just ripping them all apart. Is because they were able to implement great coaching plans to be able to pull together what we should have been doing already. You're absolutely right. I think this is the best offensive performance that I've seen this team all year long. And that's with Joe Ryan. I just saw them rack up 31 points in San Francisco and beat them to a pole. I also saw them put up 24, which should have been a more lopsided score against Buffalo here at home. And that should have been even more than that. Same thing against the Cardinals. But this win felt so much more satisfying than those wins because you had all this stuff working against you. Everything was not in your favor in this game. Nobody, I don't even know if can't even tell you a single fan, analyst, media member who picked us. We they went, I didn't even pick us. We said on this show, you said your score prediction was 24 to 10. Shoot, man, my score prediction was what 27 to 19. I thought 30 for Jacksonville because we didn't know what this team was going to do. But right. Got to tip my cap off to Zach Taylor for being able to rally around this truth in the face of all this hate. The fire Zach Taylor chance that started resurfacing on Twitter, which I wasn't a part of that. You know, he he rose above it, man. You know, I got to tip my cap to him. I'm I'm, I'm not going to give Lou Anarumo a pass, but we are going to put that on hold until after the break. Um, I, I will say this. Nothing I saw in the preseason or um, – in camp showed me 32 and 37 for 354. Nothing. Zero. Zero. Um, now, he did make the comment uh, working with the ones. They're open when they're supposed to be open in practice. So eh, maybe that's part of it too. I don't know. I don't know. that. I got to see more consistency to feel that way about it. But time of possession was equal because we ran the damn ball. We were 8 of 14 on third down because we weren't behind the chains because we ran the damn ball. I'm going to keep beating that drum and going back to that, and I'm going to tell you why Jacksonville didn't seize the moment. We were the 31st-ranked rushing defense coming into this game, and Travis Etienne had 11 carries. Averaged over four yards of carry, and they gave it to him 11 times. Why? It was like watching us on that other side. They wanted to be too cute. They wanted to pass the ball too much. They they, they should have ran a ball. Like, he had 11 runs. Uh, Trevor Lawrence ran the ball five times. Calvin Ridley ran the ball three times. Bethard ran the ball one time. What are they doing on that side of the ball when you're playing the 31st-ranked defense in rushing? Listen, good win by us, but there are some things that I think we need to address and talk about, and I do think that Jags did do us some favors. So, like I said, I'm still in the same place I was going into this as far as evaluating talent. I love the fight, though. I love the fight. The guys have each other's backs. They're playing hard without Joe out there, and I love it. The offensive line stepped up. They looked a little bit better. Um, only gave up two sacks. The defensive 
uh, you know, team played hard. I like what I see out of Jordan Battle, but we're going to get to that right after this quick break. If you are on Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, right now is when you get those uh, bills paid for by us. Take that time to subscribe, like, give us that five-star review, share us with a friend. If you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead, hit that thumbs up and share us with a friend. Tell somebody to tell somebody about us. Let's go. We love the growing support out there. Our fans are everything to us. The reason why we get on here and do this every week. Appreciate you guys. We'll be right back after this break. All right. Welcome back, Bengals fans. The roaring reaction. Let's uh, coach's Cliff's notes can be about three seconds. Um, uh, Really, Zach Taylor was giddy. Um, excited about everything, gave everybody a game ball. Uh, my favorite though is Jake Browning. Um, evidently he thinks his girlfriend is extremely smart. Yeah. Uh, which was very cool to see, but Tim, the guy looked like, uh, he could go fishing with us at any point in time, uh, oh, in our definitely. lives. He, he looked like he was getting ready to go out there get cranked. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, throw it, throw it out there with a crankbait and, and catch him a largemouth. I think he had horse racing uh, hat on, very beige, khaki. I, I think he uh, got that uh, button up from Walmart. Could have been, might have been Coles, might have been Coles. Might have been, yeah, Coles. Um, but, uh, but no, man, I mean, the guy just out there doing his thing. Uh, I can't knock him, man. But yeah. Defensively, I still think there's some things we need to address. We show some glimpses, um, <laughs> but but uh, you know, still some holes out there. Tim, what did you see on the defensive side? You know, we gave up over 300 yards passing on Monday Night Football. 305. We allowed 31 points. It wasn't a great performance, but they did. You know, they did capitalize when it did matter. But, you know, it it was a very good performance by Trevor Lawrence. You know, unfortunately, in the end, you know, he ended up getting stepped on by his own player and uh, went down and was out for the game. You know, prayers for him. Hope, hope he recovers quickly. Um, that was a very classy move by uh, Trey Hendrickson, too. Oh, yeah. Very. Pushed that guy back in and then taking a knee and like a little prayer and Pointing up for him. A very classy move by Hendrickson. Yeah, you know, I think the defense played, you know, they played they played good. I won't say fairly well. They, they played good. You know, they, they did what they needed to do when the time came. Um, they did allow some, you know, chunk yarded, some uh, touchdowns, you know, field goal to tie up the game. Um, but it wasn't a, I'm not going to sit here and give and be like, oh, they did awesome because, you know, they at least kept us from getting blown out. Um, I know when we had that turnover by Tyler Boyd, they uh, prevented uh, prevented them from scoring a touchdown. I think it, it turned into a field goal, didn't it? I think after that Tyler Boyd interception. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they they did good. They did good. Um, yeah, I, you know, again, when I, I think when we go defensive backfield, they're still young. They're still making some. Uh, you know, rookie mistakes, if you would, even with the two second-year players, some young mistakes, I should say. Uh, 
my guy Dax Hill had that ball in his hands and it just jumped too soon and got real awkward and let that touchdown score. But um, that would have been – I mean, think about that. That's a that's a big turning point in that game too if he makes that pick. Yeah. Um, but, you know, DJ Turner, again, splash plays, lots of tackles. For a slight-built uh, corner, he is not afraid to come up and put his nose in it. Um, but, you know, a lot of tackles, battle, same thing. He'll put his nose in anything. Battle got his first sack. We had a Joseph Asai uh, spotting, which was nice to see. He got a sack as well. Um, Justin, what you what you see out of the defense? Anything uh, positive, negative? What, what, do you, what do you got to say about him? Yeah, so I'm not going to be as hard on the defense this time around like I was the last couple of weeks or the last few weeks because, you know, I've been ripping the defensive coordinator. I've been ripping Lou Anderson apart a little bit. Like, I've still been giving him his flowers, but i also been criticizing him when the defense has not been showing up, and I feel like that they didn't have much energy. But on this Monday night game, again, when you talk about that – Everything was working against this team leading up to the game, how everything was pretty much just the Picasso painting was painted for Jacksonville. You knew that they were going to put up points. Uh, The defense, the matchups, I didn't really like any of the matchups that I thought we could take advantage of personally. But for the Bengals defense to play with this, still with this, this, this confidence and this energy that even when they got beat on several plays, they didn't care. I mean, and you already had mentioned it, and I was going to go right into it if you hadn't brought it up, but DJ Turner, while he didn't have, like, the greatest game, he's still a young player. He's still growing. But, man, it, I am just loving him just flying around and just sniffing out the tackler and just rocking people's head off. You know, and it's clean tackles, too. Jordan Battle, I'm just absolutely loving him just being in on every play. Like, it's it's just very refreshing to see that these young guys are just coming to their own a little bit more. Um, I wish that these guys could have started a little bit sooner. Cheeto is still working his way back from injury. You can tell, but it was nice to see him out there. He needed to be called upon a few times because, you know, Cam Taylor Britt is out. He's on IR. He may mm-hmm. be back by week 17 from what I'm hearing uh, in time for when we play the Kansas city chiefs. But I didn't realize, I didn't know who was really going to step up when it comes to the corners. Um, Mike Hilton continues to be Mike Hilton, you know, knifing in the backfield tackles for loss. I love him. He's the best at that. He's still one of the greatest slot corners in the game right now. He needs some respect on his name a little more than that. Um, Dax Hill, you already mentioned, man. Yes, it was very disappointing that he didn't come down with that pick because that gifted them a lucky touchdown. The And I'm not going to put too much emphasis on the 31 points that was given up to them because a lot of that was just short fields that we've given them. When we went for it on fourth down and Jake Brown got sacked, I believe that was on the first drive of the game, that led to a short field for them. And it was easy to capitalize off of that seven points right off the bat. you know. And from there, we all thought, like, all right, we're, we're probably going to get rolled. After Evan McPherson missed that 57-yard, hit the bottom of the crossbar field goal, <laughs> we all thought that, okay, at that moment, we're probably going to get rolled. But they hung in there. They stood tall. You know, they didn't allow themselves to just to bend over backwards and let the Jaguars just steamroll through them, man. No, they fought back. You know, it, it was a shootout and it was a fun game. You can't really evaluate games like that. Sure, I mean, you can't really evaluate and be super critical of the defense when it comes to a fun shootout like that because I felt like the defense and how they rose to the occasion was rallying around their offense. Like, hey, y'all see what our offense is doing? We, y'all saying y'all can score, but our offense is showing y'all that even with Jake Brown and we can keep up. Now, the pressure's on you guys. And I think the defense got into that Jaguars' head a little bit, 
And I think that's why they sort of abandoned the run a bit. Because if they would have just stuck with the run, I don't doubt that they probably would have, you know, dominated the time of possession that's a little that's bit that's better. That. But they, they had some success with Travis Etienne. But the defense also stood tall. The third and one stop, um, I believe it was B.J. Hill that just, yeah. believe he just stonewalled him like yeah. that. And he didn't even get a yard. That was impressive. So I'm not going to be super critical. Obviously, obviously there's, there's so much things that they got to work on. But I think that they found something within themselves on this Monday night game. And we'll see if it carries on. Uh, but it, but we'll see if they can actually turn that into flipping the script and be the defense that we all knew and loved, like earlier in the season and last year, the year before that, when we went on our Super Bowl runs and our championship runs. We'll see if they can get back to that moment. But I think it's just a testament that it's young guys coming in and starting. We're energetic about them. We're evaluating their talent. Lou Anarumo, I'm not going to be critical of him today. Instead, I will praise him because it took a lot of balls to just to say, Nick Scott, sit down. <laughs> Jordan Battle, you're in, and you're going to be the guy now. You know, so it takes a lot of courage to do that. I did also see a Miles Murphy siding to where, I don't know if you guys remember, he did like a one-handed tackle chasing the ball carrier yep. and then just throwing him out of bounds. He was a yard short yep. of the first down. That energy and that effort is does not is not really that coachable because had he would have just slowed down, he would have gotten the first down. But he mm-hmm. reached his arm out to yank him backwards to try and threw him out of bounds, and he ended up being a yard short. They still ended up getting the first down, and I don't remember how the rest of that drive went. But these young guys are really starting to show their true characters a bit, and I'm just excited. I'm here for it. I, I'm not going to be uber critical of the defense either, um, but I am going to be honest. You know what I mean? I'm going to say what I see whenever – we have a bend don't break mentality on defense. We're going to give up some yards. The Jaguars have a very talented offensive group. They've had some times where, for whatever reason, um, uh, Lawrence has come out, Trevor Lawrence has come out there and laid an egg and they've looked bad. But normally, you get Ridley, ETN, and those guys and, and cooking, they got a pretty, pretty solid squad. Um, on the offensive side of the ball. So not too uh, hung up on what I saw offensively. I do like some of the things that you've mentioned about the young players. Um, I do love the energy and the effort plays. The one thing that I will say this about Lou Anarumo, and I hate this because I feel like a broken record, for the love of God, figure out how we're going to defend a tight end. Absolutely. Ingram has That's nine catches for 82 problem. yards and a touchdown. That's still a problem. There's got to be an adjustment. This is very frustrating because that's what you drafted Dax Hill for. And you thought that Dax Hill, he showed potential that he can cover the big guys at tight end. But it's, and it's not him that's being covered. That's not how they're using him, though. It's not how they're using him. Exactly, man. And, and, and I think and, that's what's frustrating, man. And I, I said, you know, in the preseason and, and whatnot, we talked about DJ Ivy maybe getting um, where that Trey Flowers position was coming in and doing that. And we're not we're not rolling out anybody over there to do it. No. Um, I saw Dax do it like two or three times the past two games. So, I don't know. Um, other than that um, – I do want to, because I know Tim. I know that you've watched uh, some games for my for my beloved Michigan Wolverines. I want to know what you think of this comp. 
Mikey Sanders still, and Mike Hilton. Hmm. Well, that would be nice. That would look real nice. Pretty good comp. Yeah. It, Similar build. Come up and make hard hits and tackles. Yeah. Play I like know, the I know hairs were, on fire. Yeah, and I know they were talking about uh, during the uh, Michigan-Iowa game. They're talking about him, and uh, you know they're saying, "Oh, he's small, but he's he's almost like Mike Hilton. He plays just like Mike Hilton." Could you imagine having those two on the field together? Hmm. Yeah, and 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 I see Standstill. Um, they put him on an island at the end of that Michigan Ohio State game with Harrison. Yeah, uh, he played man on man. He played uh, bracket. Um, like you, you can't do that. I don't think with Mike Hilton. So. Maybe even Mike a little getting bit. a little older too. You know, if Mike Hilton was twenty three or you know twenty two, twenty three years old, yeah, you could you, you definitely could do that with Mike Hilton. But, but what a, what a, I mean, if we could get a guy like that in a second or third or fourth round, I don't know where he's going to come out. Depends on how he plays really these next two games. Yeah, but man, if we could get a guy like that to play with Hilton for a year or two, woof, him and CTB and Turner, that would be. Yeah, be nasty. I mean, it's a lot of guys from Michigan, but I ain't mad about it because they're playing pretty good. I don't care what school they played for, as long as they play like NFL pro players and shutting shutting wide receivers and tight ends down. That's, that's why I'm there. I don't care if you got you rocked amazing blue. I don't care about none of that. You you playing for the Bengals, bro? I, you can even be from freaking Pittsburgh for all I care. Hey, <laughs> boys from Pittsburgh, and he hey plays now. for the Bengals, and that we we root for him. <laughs> all right. Well, hey. Let's just go ahead. I'm going to say this. Honorable mention, 11 receptions for 149 yards and a tutty. Jamar Chase, my fantasy team. My fantasy team, thanks you. But we don't have to give out game balls. Jake Browning, congratulations. Clean sweep, all three of us. We ain't even going to talk about it. Boom. Uh, Offensive uh, game ball. uh, No, no. No, no. You don't get it. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Mute. Uh-uh. Uh, mute. He doesn't get to talk. He doesn't get to talk. <laughs> he doesn't get to talk. Uh-huh. You can't give it to anybody else. 32 of 37, 354, a passing and a rushing touchdown. I know you love running backs. You want to give it to some guy that had 68 yards, 69 yards. You can't. You can't. I want to Tim. give it to both of them. Both of the no. running backs. No. No. They can be honorable. They can be co-honorable mentions. But Jake Brown is in the game ball. That's <laughs> He's fine. That we'll, game do ball. That. we'll do that. So, if you want to say one more thing about the running backs, here's what I will say. Zach Taylor, pay attention. Listen to me. If you're going to run that uh, outside sweep or you're going to run zone wide. You're fired. Chase Brown's your guy. Don't do that crap with Joe Mixon. We saw Chase Brown do it a couple times very effectively. He yeah. has that running style. We got a hammer with uh, Joe Mixon. I, if you want to get outside, you want to stretch the field a little bit, go find Chase Brown because he's a, a little bit slighter, a little bit shorter, and he finds those cracks and crevices when he's sweeping outside. I don't mind that. Let's not get carried away and do it a lot. But if you want to do it two, three times a game to keep everybody honest, Chase Brown's your guy. Don't do it with Mixon. All right, so we're going to go to defensive game balls. Justin Lacey, who's your defensive game ball? 
It's really hard because none of them really was impactful enough. They didn't generate any turnovers, unfortunately. A lot of but good, I'm gonna go a lot with, of great. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of just average. And I, I kind of want to take the cop-out way and give, like, Jack Taylor did in, in the uh, post-game speech and gave everybody on defense a game ball, you know, just for the defensive effort in general. But I'm not going to do that. Um, I predict that DJ Turner was going to have a bounce back game, but again, he did get torched a bit. He did show some more growing pains. So instead, I'm actually going to go with the rookie safety in Jordan Battle. Um, again, his his effort on just being just putting his nose into the into the, these tackles is he just shows relentless energy, man. And he did it once again this weekend. I just hope that that continues. So I, I pick him as my game ball recipient, even though you can kind of give it to really anybody. Tell me you're on mute. All right. No, I'm on mute. I, uh, my, my computer oh. didn't agree with me there. Um, <laughs> Tim, we're going to flip it over to you. Defensive game ball. How'd you see it? So against the Steelers, I picked Jordan Battle. The week before that, I picked Jordan Battle. I should have picked him this week. No, oh, on Monday Night Football, I'm sorry. But my game ball is going to the one and only Jordan Battle. He battles it out. Yep. Damn. I had to pick him. You know, he, he, he played he played well. He you know, he he even had a sack. You know, there ain't no denying him. Yeah. Seven tackles in a in a sack. Um P.J. Hill had a couple big plays, but not very many plays. Hendrickson yeah. just, just had a sack. You um, go with Jermaine Pratt. He had, what, 12? 12, 12, 12 tackles, tackles. yeah. Um, Mike Hilton had the biggest plays, I thought, um, coming up, smacking people at the line of scrimmage. You know what? Let's just make it two clean sweeps. I love the way I love the way the kids playing. We're gonna go Jordan Battle, clean sweep. Jake Browning and Jordan Battle. Congratulations! You get our game balls. JB, JB, and JB. There it is. There it is. It's that kind of game. I will. I will tell you this, man. Cautiously optimistic. Uh, like I said, going into this, a lot of evaluation for me, and I still want us to be even when we face adversity. I want us to be a winning team. My goal is nine and eight or better. And that's where I'm sticking at. I think we can get there. I think we can win nine or 10 games. So I'm very interested in watching this team and this growth. Um, they revitalized me after uh, uh, a turd against the, 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 the Steelers. Listen, I live in Pittsburgh. For those of you who don't know, I don't like losing to the Steelers. I don't care who's playing quarterback. It's rough. It's rough. I can't. I, I get. I get. I wear my stripes out. I wear them out around town. I get a lot of crap when we lose to them. So, and in the gall to talk crap from sixteen to ten. Get out of here. I picked the under on you guys every week. You're like the Iowa Hawkeyes of the NFL. Get out of here. Same colors same, too. Same colors and everything. It's just terrible. It's Disgusting. like watching paint dry. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna wrap it up. He catches right back on this channel tomorrow, running through the jungle. Love, love the support we're getting for the warring reactions, the coaches cliff notes. Uh, love the reactions we're getting from cut to the chase. 
we've done some strange love. I've had a hard time getting the past couple of guys on. Colts, eh, I don't even know. So, big game again next week. A winnable one against the Colts. So, check us out on a, on a uh, running through the jungle. We will be going over that entire breakdown. And uh, you can catch us next week on the Roaring Reactions. Thanks for catching us here. Bengals fans, we appreciate you. Check us out next week on Running Through the Jungle. Peace.